0: Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care.
1: season as we celebrate the start of this season of prayer and penance we'll have some special programming at 6 a.m central tune in for morning glory followed at 7 by the daily mass and at 3 p.m it's the chaplet of divine mercy followed by cresta in the afternoon then in the evening at 9 central it's an encore of open line Discover us at online.umary.edu slash discovermary. Real Presence Radio is now accepting applications for a full-time administrative assistant to the Programming Director. A qualified candidate should demonstrate excellent self-management and time management skills and have excellent oral and written communication skills. Tasks will include assisting in lining up daily guests for our local program, Real Presence Live, writing talking points and promotional material for program segments and managing a programming calendar. Degree or experience in communication or business administration is preferred but not required. For more information, contact Brandon at 877-795-0122. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live here with Deacon Dan Goshi. I am Father Daniel Weiske, your host this morning. Our next guest is here with us. First, did you know one of the ways you can listen to RPR is via our app? If you don't have it, head to the app store on your phone and search for Real Presence Radio. Once you have it, you can listen to great daily programming like Real Presence Live, find the daily podcasts if you happen to miss a show, reflect on the daily mass readings, submit a prayer request, and even become a part of this family if the Lord is calling you to donate. Take a moment and download our app as we head into our next interview. In fact, Leah Jacobson is here. The ministry that she founded beautifully uh, contrasts the women's rights that are supported by our culture. Leah Jacobson tells us more about the Guiding Star Project, and uh, we visit with her in this segment. Leah, good morning. Good morning. I know you. I know you, I see you at church sometimes. I know, I'm scared. Are you? Because (laughs) of me or because... I know you're not afraid to speak in public, so it's got to be...
0: No, it's not that I'm afraid to speak in public. I'm afraid what you might bring forward oh, yeah. <laughs> to That's the right. public. That's right. We had a little discussion,
1: <laughs> a little Facebook chat. Where, yeah, yeah. Well, we won't get into that too much today. Just touch on it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> thank you for being here, Leah. I appreciate that. Leah lives in uh, Crosby, in the Crosby Ironton area. Yeah, and just about uh, uh, half hour ish from where we're The way you drive, maybe. Brainer, the 20 I, minutes for a normal For a normal human. Yeah. Yes, that's mm-hmm. right. But um, Leah, uh, you founded a ministry called the Guiding Star Project. Now, what is it?
0: Gosh, Guiding Star. Okay, Guiding Star is actually a national organization that is seeking to open up pro-life, life-affirming, holistic women's health care centers around the country. We currently have eight centers across six states, and we're really trying to promote an idea of a new type of um, feminism. If you know John II's call to the women of the church to build up a new feminism, um, in his famous Evangelium Vitae uh, quote, where he asks us as the women of the church to reject models of male domination. And so that struck me and spoke to me a long time ago, and it really became evident in the women's healthcare realm and in talking to young women about their bodies, that we've... Um, We've really fallen for a lot of lies, and women have become very vulnerable to our culture of death, and so Guiding Star through our healthcare centers and through education initiatives and programs that we get out on college campuses and speaking and attendance at conferences that we're just really trying to really combat that that really negative cultural narrative right now that makes women feel like somehow God made a mistake, somehow we weren't made correctly, somehow our bodies, um, you know, are the problem so our centers are out there saying, you know, God knew what he was doing. Like, we're here to provide the health care you deserve. We're here to tell you that you are not a mistake. So that's what we do at Guiding Star. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Can you just a little bit more specifically um, what what um, uh, a patron to the Guiding Star might experience? They how, how, Who comes to you and, and, and yeah. what happens then? Talk, take us through that. Great
0: question. Um, Thank you. Sometimes people, <laughs> yes. I right. came up with that myself. Well, that was good. Yeah. Um, Sometimes people confuse us with um, a pregnancy center, and we recognize the need for pregnancy centers for the abortion-vulnerable woman, the woman who's trying to make that decision for life. She's in crisis. Um, We absolutely recognize and appreciate That very specific and special service that they provide. But we're not quite a pregnancy center. We recognize that women are really, truly vulnerable at all points throughout our life to make life affirming decisions. And it could be um, the very young woman who's just learning about her fertility for the first time, or it could be an older woman at the end of her reproductive years who is, you know, making a decision about, uh, you know, just her menopause care and whether or not she's going to continue to be open to new life. And so, really, any woman could be a patron at a guiding star center but what they would experience walking through the front door um, so for me I'll take myself I'm the mother to seven children Mm -hmm. Um, and so if I were to walk into one of my own centers the first thing I would do is go to the front desk and say where is your drop-in child watch (laughs) (laughs) I need a break (laughs) that's a requirement every one of our centers um, mostly for myself (laughs) <laughs> and for any other mom out there with a bunch of kids, but we made that a requirement that every center has that drop-in child watch because we recognize that motherhood is not easy in our current culture. And um, by the statistics that we look at, you know, from Planned Parenthood's own own research on, from Gutmarker, we know that sixty percent of women having abortions right now that they're mothers. They've already have they already have children at home, and there's something about their motherhood, something about um, you know raising children that when they get pregnant again, they're saying no more. Mm -hmm. And so we wanna recognize that a woman goes with her children, a children go with their mother and that in our centers, they must be welcome and given dignity and given a nice place to be. So Mm -hmm. I'd drop them in child watch and then I'd go see whoever my provider is that I need to see if it's a lactation consultant or if it's a fertility care practitioner, it might be an OBGYN it might be a massage therapist. Our centers mm-hmm. have a, a collaboration of providers who are like-minded, sharing a building, sharing a space that all of them are there for the purpose of supporting and loving women. So yeah, that's the basics of how I'd use the center.
1: <laughs> very nice, very nice. What what was it that made you, or that, that, that inspired you to, to take this step? I mean, you were, what, in college at the time?
0: Yeah, I actually worked for the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota. I my husband Josh and I were students at the University of Minnesota Duluth and we married and um Crazy enough, um, Bishop Dennis Snurr took a huge chance on us and he agreed to hire us as I was a 21-year-old young woman. (laughs) My husband was still an undergrad and we moved into the Newman Center and we did campus ministry and lived on campus at UMD for three years, the first three years of our marriage. And during that time, I began, you know, we began married life and we were doing things like natural family planning and we got pregnant with our first son and we had our first baby and so... I was breastfeeding on campus and the questions and the discomfort of students was so evident. They just felt so uncomfortable with uh pregnancy, childbirth, motherhood. And so the questions were usually um kind of veiled in a sense of um they'd be they'd be asking a real question, you know, like, "Oh, how do you feel about fertility natural fertility but, but below that question there was a very there was a much deeper kind of core issue and the core issues usually were along the lines of you're wasting your life and your talent <laughs> you know mm-hmm. you're only 22 years old what are you doing and so I, ga- I began to really reflect on that and think why have young women just bought this lie mm-hmm. that somehow our fertility our childbearing our motherhood is going to be the thing that holds us back um And eventually this led to me wanting to work more in pro-life women's health care and I thought I was gonna be a pro-life midwife and after we left the Newman Center I went to adoration one night and told God I'm going back to school to be a midwife and I'm gonna help women have babies and God just very directly in adoration in st. Mary's star of the sea Duluth Minnesota just said no he just said one word and I audibly heard it and it was no and so I just sat there and i tried to open up my heart and my mind i said okay if not that what and so the vision for guiding star poured out one night in the adoration chapel in duluth minnesota and i had no idea what i was doing <laughs> i had no idea what i was supposed to do but it just started and that was about 13 years ago mm-hmm.
1: thank you for listening to real presence live um i'm deacon dan goshi father daniel Wiskey, our your hosts we've got uh, leah jacobson the founder of the guiding star project as our guest right here in Father Daniel's office today. And now you, you, you go to adoration and uh, you, you tell God your plan, which is great. Uh, he loves that. And, and you get his response and then you come out of adoration with this idea for the Guiding Star Project. You go home and tell Josh. <laughs> what was that like? Here's what we're going to do.
0: I don't think I actually told him the first oh, night. Okay. Yeah, okay. I <laughs> think it was a few days later. I'm like, oh, no. Um, I had worked with a really wonderful priest in campus ministry, but he he tended to shut my ideas down a lot. Which was, the priest did or the Josh? The priest did. Oh, okay. No, not Josh. Okay. Uh, Josh would have liked to, but he stood mm-hmm. behind the priest uh-huh. <laughs> and let okay. him shut it down. <laughs> All right. Um, And so we lined up a dinner with him the following week, and I thought, if anyone's going to release me from this, it's going to be this guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He always shoots my ideas down. (laughs) And so we went to dinner, and I kind of said, hey, I had this idea in adoration. God seems to kind of want me to do this thing. And I really expected him to say something along the lines of, well, that seems like it's not really fitting with your life as a young mother. (laughs) Right. No. Instead, he actually pulled out a business card and handed it to me, and he said, I think you should connect with this woman. (laughs) It's like, okay, here we go, <laughs> and so that's how it's been for the last you know dozen years it's just the next person is just kind of handed to me or comes along right at the right moment, mm-hmm. and the door's open, and until God just shuts it down, I just keep walking, <laughs> so it right. seems to want it to
1: happen sure who was who, who, who did God put in your life?
0: oh my goodness I
1: mean any, that that you can share that you're comfortable talking about
0: well absolutely, my husband I mean this is built upon josh's his fiat is tremendous. I mean, when I'm traveling um, this last month, I think I've been out of state six times in the last six weeks. And he handles everything. He holds down the fort. So, I mean, Josh and my family, my mom, my sisters, they they come together. That's my tribe. You know, They support me and care for my children. But, um, you know, professionally around the country, there's been so many amazing pro-life advocates that have just understood what this message means immediately. Um, Abby Johnson has been one of um, the most tremendous supporters. She's been behind us for you know about eight years mm-hmm. um as our board president and as just a dear friend of mine she's been incredibly supportive of it um as well as so many others you know i just saw melissa odin this weekend um, abortion survivor and she spoke at one of her events just so beautifully to the point that these are the centers that every woman who has made the decision to have an abortion wish she would have had mm-hmm. they wish they would have had someone to just tell them you know this is really beautiful that you're pregnant this is a miracle that you're pregnant Let's not just throw it away,
1: right? Interesting kind of help that they and they feel like they're providing, but but it isn't, is it? No, you know, it's not the full the mm-hmm. full picture anyway. And um, when your, your service is what you do there, uh, provided free of charge, I assume.
0: Well, if a woman needs it free of charge, absolutely, but no, actually we're healthcare Mm -hmm. centers and we Mm -hmm. take, we have credentialed licensed providers and we'll take your insurance card if you've got one. (laughs) If you don't, we absolutely will try to work with state programs to make that care free or as affordable as possible. But we're trying to create a system that is sustainable in Mm -hmm. our country. And, you know, we look at other women's healthcare providers and they don't provide their services free of care.
1: Right, right. You know, and right. so there's,
0: um, it, when women want health care, they expect to pay for something that's good. And what we're providing is excellent.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not just mm-hmm.
0: good, it's excellent care. Yeah, yeah. So they're yeah. happy to contribute to the continuation and the success of it. And many women who are not vulnerable and not in need that choose this type of health care because it aligns with their conscience, mm-hmm. they're excited to know that them paying for their services, their annual exam, will help to cover those services for a woman truly in need. Mm-hmm. And we're able to do that through the nonprofit status of our organization.
1: Okay, very good. What what uh, overall message would you like to leave with our listeners as we uh, are about to wrap up this morning?
0: I think kind of circling back to that idea of of a new feminism when John Paul II made made the call for that in 1995. I think, you know, we've come a long way in understanding what the women's movement maybe did wrong, and I think looking forward that we can create a type of a women's movement that just recognizes women's bodies as the treasure and the gift that they are to the life of society and that we can see that our fertility and our childbearing and our breastfeeding abilities that these are incredibly unique aspects of being a woman and that um, these are gifts that we need to build up in our young girls their fertility should be something they treasure and want to protect Um, it'll make a real difference in their decisions um, growing into women how they view their body as young women so the next wave of the, the women's movement, the feminist movement, absolutely needs to be holistic and life-affirming and the exact type of care we're providing through our centers.
1: And your website?
0: www.guidingstarproject.com
1: Thank you so much, Leah. Good Thank to have you. you here. I'll see you in church.
0: Nothing embarrassing. Nothing Thank embarrassing. you. <laughs> How about that? It's Thank a gift. <laughs>
1: When, when you leave, we're going to talk about you. No. <laughs> That's when that will come up. But anyway, uh, hey, up next, we're going to be traveling around the listening area for our 10-minute tour of uh, local events. Later on, an opportunity to restore, renew, and rekindle your marriage. There's plenty more Real Presence Live to come. We'll be right back from St. Andrew's Parish in Brainerd. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.